It's Friday and you've reached the Kelly Welland Podcast. On today's podcast, we talk with Jennifer Wallace, business development and senior leader at Logisolve Consulting. Coming up next. Jennifer Wallace, welcome to the Kelly Winland Podcast. How are you this fine Friday? I'm doing great. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you on the show. Uh, it's always great to talk to you. And uh, and so today I thought, Jen, what we talk about is is your background. Um, you are have been a tremendously successful professional business development person and uh, and leader in technology. And, uh, and so we'd like to hear about how you got into technology and business development and, uh, in, in how you got to this point, this point today, take us on that journey. How, how did you, how, how did you get to this, you know, into technology? Well, you know, depending on how far you want to go back, but I think really the foundation of my life has kind of led me here, right? Growing up in a small town with, a father who uh, was a prominent business leader in the community. And he had the, you know, the background of growing up on a farm and going through the military. Um, I think that gave me a foundation with a great respect for um, the community that you live in and uh, the, the business community that you're in, as well as, you know, working hard and making sure that you're treating your customer as king always. So that's always been the foundation that I've always had in my life and kind of led me to deciding to, you know, study business in college. And so I also was heavy into athletics and I was a tennis player through high school, played in college. That's what brought me to Minnesota and um, decided to study business and play tennis at the same time for the University of St. Thomas, which was a great experience all around. And I think um, for me, what I guess led me to to deciding to get into business development is that I, you know, I looked at the area of business, which I knew I wanted to be in and, and where did I feel like my strengths were, which for me were really in working with people and helping identifying where people need help and being successful and finding ways to make sure that I can help them to do that and relying on building communities to, to bring in the right people to help, um, to help our customers solve the problems that they have. Your background in athletics is really interesting to me and I'm going to get to that in a second, but I want to ask you about your, about your upbringing your dad, was he an engineer? Have I heard that? Did I hear that right at some point? Well, yeah, he, well, when he was in the, uh, in the army, he was, uh, an engineer. He helped build roads in Vietnam. So he's a Vietnam veteran. Um, so he did have a, a bit of an engineering background and then got really more into the business side of the world. And he was a president of the local community bank that we had in my hometown. Okay. You know, I knew there was an engineer. I thought I had, uh, 
talking to you in the past, I thought I remember something about engineering. I wonder, do you think him having the engineering background and, and that kind of, um, you know, analytical perspective on many things, did that bleed over to you and maybe get you into technology, do you think? Yeah, I think I think it all has a, a component to it. I think um, having that background certainly um, helps you to have a, a healthy respect for what it takes to be successful in that space. You know, I think also at the time when I was looking to step into my career from college, I was recognizing that the IT industry was booming and a great opportunity to step into. So although I didn't necessarily have a, a strong IT background in anything I was doing at the time, I certainly recognized it from a business perspective being a great opportunity to uh, to work hard to get involved with. And in, in you're a, a high-level athlete. You were a college tennis player. You're good at a lot of different sports. You're a Hall of Fame inductee at St. Thomas or something, aren't you? <laughs> I don't think is that right? so. I don't mean to embarrass. I don't mean to embarrass you. Is that we have a lot no. of athletes around? What? No. no yes, you, know. you are. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of athletes. It's it's a common thread almost when when I talk to people who have been really successful. There's there's a you know. A, a disproportionate number of them have something like athletics in their background coming from the background of being a musician and being a terrible athlete. It's, it's, it's always a little daunting for me to ask that question because I don't necessarily want it to be true, but it seems like, like your athletics plays a part. Why, why do you think your being an athlete ha makes you good at business? Well, I, in my, in my mind, I think it's, you know, setting goals, right. And kind of dreaming big and saying, you know, I, I love this sport or I love whatever it is that I'm doing and looking at those who do it well and figuring out how you can, how you can do that. Right. And so for me, I grew up watching tennis players like Andre Agassi, Steffi Graf, many others who I really admired and I wanted to find a way to be able to play at a higher level. And so you kind of just analyze what it's, what is it going to take to be able to do that kind of forging that path and then working really hard to practice and to, to learn from the best and uh, execute on that, take advantage of opportunities as they come up to be aggressive in different ways and uh, learn how to compete, learn how to win, learn how to lose and, and there's just so many life lessons that go along with athletics that I think translate over into business where, you know, I think that whole aspect of learning how to lose sometimes helps you really to learn to be better. And so I think uh, as a, someone who competes quite a bit in, in athletics, you learn what it takes to win through losing <laughs> and through, um, through practicing and through, um, kind of going through some of those, those difficult times as you're improving. And so I think learning to win and learning to, to learn are the things that keep you, keep you motivated to keep going and to keep refining your, your skills to be better and better because you have to continue to improve all the time. You're never going to be at the top of your game and, um, and then you stop. It is continual learning, continual practicing and refining and learning from the best because 
things change as well, right? There's different, there's always new and different techniques that you can learn to, to be better and compete with the people who are coming up and, and learning those, those new and modern techniques as they're learning as well. So there's always just different challenges that you can overcome. And, um, I think doing that always makes you stronger and makes you better. Yeah. The, you know, you said you made that comment about people coming up and in one thing about athletics and business, I think is there's always someone that's working harder. There's always someone that's more naturally talented. And so to be competitive, you just always have to be putting in the effort and and approaching each day. It seems in a, with an eye towards how am I going to get better? How am I going to make progress? How am I going to compete with, with, you know, the, the people that are out there that are undoubtedly working really, really hard and are really good at what, what we do. Yeah, that, that's really well said. And I think there's, there's a lot of things that you can do that don't take a lot of talent, right. To improve. And, and so making sure that you're looking at those things and doing those things, um, as much as you can, I think really helps you as well. If you're not naturally gifted in those ways. And I think, having that, that combination of natural gifts, as well as work, you know, the ability, willingness to, to do what it takes to work hard. That's what makes true champions. But I think those who don't necessarily have that natural ability have to work harder. And I think that sometimes also helps them to succeed more as well. Yeah. Amen. You know, we're a, we're a male dominated industry. We're in engineering and technology and and so I'm always curious about the perspective of a of a female that's in our industry. Do you think it's hard? Is it harder as a female being in our industry? And do you feel like you have to work harder to to achieve the same results, or do you feel like progress has been made? Uh, you know, since you started, or maybe you know, maybe it's maybe you haven't noticed it at all. What's your take on that? Yeah, you know, I've been really fortunate in my career. I think um, part of that is making choices of of, uh, of where you go, right, and who you're who you're working with. I have been really fortunate to feel like I'm judged by merit, and I'm judged by you know my accomplishments and um, what I'm able to bring to the table. And part of that is that I've chosen to work for an amazing company like Logisolv, right, where the people who I work with are fantastic people all around. And that is why I love working there. So I think part of it is um, choosing the communities that you, that you want to be involved with. Right. And, and in this case, this, this business community, you choose the people that you think are going to be great to work with. And, and those who perhaps are a lot less than professional, you know, I think the way that they act reflects more on them than, than it does on me. So, or anyone else. So, um, I guess the, the bottom line is I feel like I've been very fortunate to not have to, um, really feel like that's been a big impact in my career. Oh, good. That's good. And I'm, um, thank you for saying that. And I certainly feel the same way about, about you and all the people around us at Logisol. We were lucky to have a great group of people. So probably something, um, I shouldn't take for granted. I don't, I don't take it for granted. And, and so that's great to hear. You're, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a super successful leader in business. How how do you balance, you know, how how do you get 36 hours into the 24 hour day? Because it seems like you're doing 
you're always doing something with your kids or with the community. Um, the city of St. Paul, you're really involved with, you know, the, uh, those different kind of, uh, well, not Kiwanis Club, but kind of things like that. So how, how do you balance all that stuff? You know, I think for me, it's, you know, kind of goes back to what I was saying before, right? You, you kind of look at what you want out of life and what, what you want to achieve and how you want your life to be. And for me, um, I've always dreamed of having a, a great, successful career and a wonderful, loving relationship and family. And I've also grown up with the, um, with the idea that giving back to your community is vitally important for all of the different um, aspects of your life. And so for me, I needed to look at all of those things that were very important to me and find a way to make them happen, right? Find a way to make it all, make it all work. I truly believe that, you know, the selection of your life partner is pretty critical to making all of that work, right? Finding a true partner that is going to work with you to make that whole balance work. That's a big deal. And I think also um, instilling all of those same values into your children is really important as well. And I'm a big believer in uh, leading by example. And so I want my children to see that I, that my husband and I believe in giving back to our community and volunteering and um, participating in youth development and youth coach, you know, athletic coaching, all of those things that help them to see what makes uh, a true vital community work and so, um, fitting all of that in along with being, uh, you know, having a successful career is challenging for sure, but time management and having a great village around you, building that village around you with your, your children's, um, friends and family and, um, athletic teammates and arranging a lot of carpools and things like that, finding ways to make it work is, is great. And you also want to find a way to make all of those things fit together and still be happy and energetic and able to have a lot of fun as well, I think is really important to making it all worth it, right? Making all of that hard work that you put in uh, worth it by enjoying all of the different aspects of it, making great friends, doing volunteer work. And it, it all comes together and it's, you know, it becomes a great life. It definitely moves quickly. Um, but again, I think having that community around you that you enjoy really makes it very, um, very meaningful. Yeah. I, I'm a little older than you. I'm, I'm a lot older than you. Um, so I've been through, I've been through the kids in the sports and, and those really are the, you know, some of the most rewarding times of, of my life when, you know, spending time in the car, driving to practices, coaching, um, and the people you meet in those events are, are some friends that, you know, I've kept, you know, for 20, 30 years now since my kids have been young. And, and so I, I share that experience with you and, and, uh, it's pretty fantastic. Of course, yeah. there's a lot of good, you know, life has a lot of, a lot of, um, great new moments and a lot of challenges that come along with all those great new moments too, in my experience. Absolutely. So just to, to, because I'm trying to a little bit make this focused on 
what it's like to be a woman in technology. I want to ask you, we'll, we'll ignore our boys. You and I both have boys and we both have girl. What would you give, what kind of advice would you give to young women who are in college or younger and, and they think they maybe want to get into to technology? Is there a, is there a particular route or, or do you just say, go to college, you know, figure out what you want to do and go for it? Yeah, I think um, part of it is trying to figure out what you're naturally good at, right? What What is it, where do you have skills that you can improve, that you enjoy? So figuring out what you're good at, what you like to do, recognizing that oftentimes the more difficult path can be the more rewarding path. Um, I think it can be intimidating to get into to STEM and to into business for many different reasons. It can be a tougher path, but I think it's well worth the hard work that you put into it. So I think finding that, finding that niche for yourself, finding different ways to stand out um, with the skills and the, um, the expertise that you bring to the table and really honing in on developing those skills in the areas of your, um, of where your strengths are is really important. I think also identifying opportunities that are put in front of you and taking them and really take those opportunities and put your all into it, no matter what they are. And I think also all the way along the line, it's so important to network with your peers, to network with other people who are have similar interests and who have similar goals in mind work with them, talk with them, get to know them, relate with them. The more relationships that you can develop along the way with people who um, have similar interests as you and similar goals as you, I think is really critical to um, building that community that will ultimately be your peers, your customers, and the people who, who need to rely on you moving forward. And so playing to your strengths and making sure that you're, you're creating those great relationships along the way and not being afraid of the more difficult path. Jennifer Wallace, that is some great life advice and some great professional advice. Thank you so much for being on the Kelly Winland podcast. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Have a great Friday, everybody. And you are listening to the Kelly Winland podcast. See?